comes not except to steal, kill, and destroy. I have come that you might have and enjoy life, life in abundance until it overflows. Discover how to live the abundant life in Christ through the ministry of Pastor Oseyao Afuakwa. Pastor Afuakwa is the general overseer of Faith House Charismatic Chapel International, a thriving ministry in Kumasi, Ghana. God has commissioned him to preach and teach the word of faith for people to know God better, live life better, and impact their world better. Get set for an empowerment that will enable you to live a life of all-round victory, success, and limitless prosperity. God bless you as you listen. We are continuing our teaching series on overcoming stagnation. Overcoming stagnation. John chapter 5 verse 5 to 9. John chapter 5, verse 5 to 9. Now a certain man was there who had an infirmity 38 years. And when Jesus saw him lying there and knew that he had already been in that condition for a long time. Somebody say a long time. Say a long time. When he saw him and knew he had been in the condition for a long time, he said to him, do you want to be made well? Ask your neighbor, do you want to make progress? Do you want to overcome stagnation? Yeah. The sick man answered, Sir, I have no man to put me into the pool when the water is stirred up. But while I'm coming, another steps down before me. Jesus said to him, Rise, take your bed, take up your bed and walk. And immediately, the man was made well took up his bed and walked. And that day was the Sabbath. In this series, God is making you well. Amen. I said, God is making you well. Amen. Every long-term stagnation is going to be broken. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Amen. As you open up your heart and you obey every instruction coming from God to you through this series, I, feel, I see stagnation broken over your life. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Amen. All the man needed to break stagnation of 38 years was to pay attention to the word. Jesus asked him, do you want to be made well? He said, I have no man. Then he gave him an instruction. Take up your bed and walk. The Bible said the man took up his bed and walked. In this series, God is giving us one, one instruction after the other. And as we obey every one of them completely together, I see stagnation broken from our lives. Spiritual stagnation is broken. Financial stagnation broken. Academic stagnation broken. Marital stagnation broken. In the name of Jesus. To be stagnated is to be at the same spot for a long time. When you have been at one spot, one position for a long time, more than is necessary. We say you are stagnated. Deuteronomy chapter 1 verse 6. The Bible said, the Lord spake, the Lord our God spake unto us in Europe saying, you have dwelt long enough. You have dwelt long enough. You have dwelt long enough at this mountain. You have dwelt long enough. In the negative place, you have dwelt long enough of in that place. I declare that you are moving forward. In the name of Jesus. He said, you have dwelt long enough. Turn, take up your bed. Deuteronomy 2, 3. He said, now, ye have come past this mountain long enough. Turn you not what? I see you make a turn. Amen. I see you make a positive turn. Amen. In the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. 
we established from the very foundation of this teaching that God's will is for us to make progress. Somebody say God's will, God's will. is progress. God wants you to make progress, spiritual progress. God wants you to make financial progress. Everything you start, God wants you to see you progress. The Bible said the part of the just, Proverbs 4, 18, is like a shining light that shines brighter and brighter and brighter and brighter unto a perfect day. Again, in the book of Job, he said, though thy beginning be small, thy latter end shall greatly increase. So God expects us to start from a point, but he also expects us to make progress. And I see you make progress in every area of your life. We establish that there are times where we desire progress, we want to make progress, but there are certain forces that can keep you down. There are certain forces that can hold you to ransom and they can prevent you from making progress. And you also need the positive forces to break through those forces in order to advance. Amen? For every reaction, there is a re- for to every action there is a reaction. In other words, for you to make progress, you must generate some power, some force, in order to overcome the force of inertia, like we put it in the area of motion. So we started examining spiritual forces vital for our progress or our advancement in life. We've touched on a number of forces, and currently we are on the force of faith. Somebody say the force of faith. Say the force of faith. In the book of 1 John chapter 5, verse 4, the Bible says that whatsoever is born of God overcomes the world. John 5. For whatsoever is born of God, say it. For whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world. And this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. Somebody say, my faith is my victory. Say, my faith is my victory. So when faith is in place, victory is guaranteed. When faith is in place, victory is guaranteed. But when faith is displaced, defeat is sure. Anytime faith is in place, victory is guaranteed. The moment faith is displaced, defeat is sure. I see you walking in victory. It said, this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. This scripture just makes us understand that faith is an overcoming force. Somebody say, faith is an overcoming force. The Bible said, for the time will fail me to talk of Shadrach and of Meshach and of Barak, who through faith subdue kingdoms, obtain righteousness, rout righteousness, obtain promises. They all did it by faith. The Bible says through faith we understand that the words were framed by the word of God. Again, the Bible says that through faith the elders obtain a good report. I see you obtain a good report. So, we also realize that there was a man, a woman, who had a stagnation for 12 solid years. Let's read the book of Mark, chapter 6, 5, verse 24 to 34. Mark, chapter 5, verse 24 to 34. And Jesus went with him, and much people followed him, and thronged him. And a certain woman, a certain woman which had an issue of blood 12 years. How many years was it? Years. Look, the Bible says she has suffered for 12 years, and has suffered many things of many physicians, and has spent all that she had, and was nothing better, but rather grew worse. Look at verse 27. Let's read it together. When she heard 
of Jesus came in the press behind and touched his garment. Now stay there. Go back. Stay there. The Bible says the woman has suffered that infirmity for how many years? 12 years. But there was a point where faith started coming to her. When she heard that it was Jesus, the Bible says she came in the press behind and touched his garment. Go to verse 28. For she said, if I may touch by his clothes, I shall be whole. And straightway the fountain of her blood was dried up. And she felt in her body that she was healed of that plague. Now continue the reading. Verse 30. Let's go. And Jesus immediately knowing in himself that virtue had gone out of him, turned him about in the press and said, Who touched my clothes? Verse 31. And his disciples said unto him, Thou seest the multitude thronging thee, and sayest thou, Who touched me? Verse 32. And he looked round about to see. Verse 33. But the woman fearing and trembling, and knowing what was done in her, came and fell down before him, and told him all the truth. Verse 34. And he said unto her, Daughter, thy faith has made thee whole. Go in peace and be whole of thy plague. What made the woman whole? Her faith. What made her whole? Where did her faith start? Her faith started in verse number 27. That's where her faith started. Verse 27. That's where her faith started. When she heard that Jesus was passing, the Bible said faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. She heard and then faith began to boil in her spirit. Then she took steps. Then the Bible says, her faith was also activated through number one, by hearing. Somebody say hearing. hearing. She had to unlock her faith for her healing. She broke stagnation by unlocking her faith. How did she unlock her faith? One, by hearing. Somebody say by hearing. By hearing. Say by hearing. by hearing. And then number two, by believing and speaking. Somebody say by believing and speaking. Say, by believing and speaking. Verse 27 and 28. When she heard of Jesus, came in the press behind and touched his garment. Look, before he touched, she did something. Before she touched, she did something. Before she touched, she said, she said, if I may touch by his clothes, I shall be whole. So she spoke before she touched. Praise God. Next week, we'll be looking at touching. But tonight we are looking at she said in her heart. Somebody say she said in her heart. Say she said in her heart. Say she said in her heart. We said that faith can be activated through continuous hearing. Somebody say continuous hearing. If you want your faith to come alive in any area for any matter of your life, you need to expose yourself to the word of God. Faith does not come through hearing the news. Faith does not come through listening to CNN. Faith does not come listening to the finance minister. You can listen to him all day and become very depressed. But when you hear the word of God, the news of heaven, faith comes. I see your faith come alive. The Bible says faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Now, it also means that faith can go. If faith can come, faith can go. When you are also not hearing the word of God, again and again, faith can go. And I see sometimes you meet people, they are talking and you can see that their faith is gone. 
The other day, Jesus was with his disciples and there was a, a raging uh, wave coming against the boat. When he woke up, he asked them, where is your faith? Their faith had gone. Praise God. They had no faith to deal with the matter at hand. Listen, when your faith is gone, your life is gone. Your lifeline as a child of God is your faith. That's what the Bible said. With faith, they subdue kingdoms. When faith is in place, don't forget what I told you from the beginning. When faith is in place, victory is what? Guaranteed. But when faith is displaced, defeat is sure. You shall not be defeated. You shall not be defeated. How do we activate our faith? Number one, to unlock your faith to overcome stagnation, continuous hearing. Number two, believing and speaking. And tonight, we are going to continue from that. In the book of 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 13, he says, for we have been the same spirit of faith. 2 Corinthians 4, 13. We have been the same spirit of faith. Let's say it together. One go. We have been the same spirit of faith. According as it is written, I believe, therefore have I spoken. We also believe and therefore speak. I believe I have spoken. We believe and we speak. May you speak. Amen. Now, look here. Romans chapter 10 verse 10. Romans 10 10. Romans 10 10. For, let's read it together. For with the heart, say it aloud. For with the heart, man believeth unto righteousness. And with the mouth, confession is made unto salvation. Somebody say, with the heart. Say, with the heart. Uh-huh. With the heart, you believe. With the mouth, you confess. So, these two must work together. Faith starts with the heart. But faith must give expression to your words. With the heart, man believes. What we said is that we have the same spirit of faith. We believe and we speak. We believe where? In our heart. We speak where? With our mouth. And then in the book of Romans chapter 10 verse 10, he said, for with the heart man believeth unto righteousness. With the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Now look at Mark chapter, Mark chapter 11 verse 20 to 23. Mark chapter 11. And in the morning as they passed by, they saw the fig tree dried up from the roots. And Peter calling in remembrance saith unto him, Master, behold, the fig tree which thou cursed yesterday, thou cursed is withered away. Verse 22. And Jesus answering saith unto him, them, have faith in God. Have what? Faith in God. Let's read together one go. For verily I say unto you, that whosoever shall say, be thou, and be thou, uh-huh. What two words are running here? In all the three scriptures we have read, one, the heart and the mouth. Somebody say the heart and the mouth. The heart and the mouth. You must speak what you believe. Somebody say speak what you believe. You have to speak what you believe. I want you to understand that what you say matters a lot to God. And it surely must matter to you as much. Somebody say what I say. Matters a lot to God. Yeah. What you say matters a lot to God and it must matter as much to you. There are many people who think that words are cheap. So they speak anyhow and anything. 
What you say matters a lot to God. And it must matter a lot to you. In the book of Numbers, Numbers chapter 14, verse 28 to 30. Say unto them, as truly as I live. Now, see why I'm saying that what you say matters a lot to God. He said, say unto them, as truly as I live. This is God speaking. Say the Lord, one go. As you have spoken in my ears, so I will do, so will I do to you. Let's go. Say unto them, as, as truly as what? Is God still alive? Is God dead? Is God dead? God is still alive. So he's still still doing unto people as they say unto him. He said, as truly as I live, as you have spoken into my ears, whether it is in your room, as you have spoken into my ears, whether you have money on you, as you have spoken into my ears, whether you are sick in your body, as you have spoken into my ears, whether your, chi- your child is a selling, as you have spoken into my ears, whether you are passing the exam or not, so I will do unto you. As you have spoken into my ears. Don't joke with your words. Your life is just a reflection of all the words that have gone out to God concerning you. The happenings in your life, they are happening because those are the things you have been saying. Praise God. As surely. Now, this is the children of Israel. He said, as you are spoken into my ears, that is what I will do. Now, go to verse 29 and see what he said. He said, your carcasses shall fall in this wilderness. And all that were numbered of you, according to your whole number from 20 years old and upward, which you have murmured against me. Verse 30. Doubtless, you shall not come into the land concerning which I swore to make you dwell therein. Save Caleb, the son of Japhna, and Joshua, the son of Nun. Praise God. I see you enter your promised land. Now, you remember God took them out of Egypt and their destination was the promised land. Sometimes when you think about it, you are tempted to think that it is God who did not take them there. It is they who did not get there. They spoke that they would die in the wilderness. And it happened into them. Look at Numbers chapter Numbers chapter 14 and see this is where they spoke. Numbers chapter 14. So all the congregation lifted up their voices and cried and the people wept that night. Verse 2. And all the children of Israel complained against Moses and Aaron and the whole congregation said to them if only we had died in the land of Egypt. Now this is where they are speaking. Are you hearing that? He said, if only we had died in the land of Egypt. Oh, or if only we had died in this wilderness. It's like they didn't mean it to. They were just, it's like they, and that's how a lot of us speak miseries into our lives. We just joke with words. In the spiritual realms, words are seeds. And when you plant a seed, you can't go and uproot it. Praise God. The Bible says, whatsoever a man soweth, the same he shall reap. When you speak, you are planting seeds for your future. He said, all the children of Israel complained against Moses. If only we had died in this wilderness. Verse 3. Verse 3. Why has the Lord brought us to this land to fall by the sword that our wives and children should become victims? Would it not be better for us to return to Egypt? Verse 4. So they said to one another, let us select a leader and return to where? Egypt. Verse 5. Then Moses and Aaron fell on their faces. Now when you go all the way to the verse number 28, 
God was responding to what they said. Verse number 28. Say to them, as I live, says the Lord, just as you have spoken in my hearing, so I will do unto you. Verse 29. The carcasses of you who have complained against me will fall in this wilderness. All of you who are numbered according to the entire number from 20 years old and above. Except for Caleb, the son of Japhna, and Joshua, the son of Nun, he shall be no, he, you shall by no means enter the land which I saw that I will make you dwell therein. Turn to your neighbor and say, be careful of your words. Be say, be careful of your words. You see, it is easy to speak good words when things are good. But very difficult for people to say the right words when things are bad. And usually when things are bad, the words, the negative words you speak, those are the words that come back to hunt you and destroy you in your future. So things can never become better as long as you keep on speaking negatively. Praise God. They were in the wilderness, bad place. They were in the wilderness, a difficult place. They were in the wilderness, a tight place. And they were to speak what God wanted them to say and not what they felt like speaking. Praise God. There are times we are in places and we find ourselves in situations where we are forced to speak in a certain way. We must always be mindful that we are speaking the way God wants us to speak. Praise God. Speak all the time what God wants you to speak. Turn to your neighbor and say, speak what God wants you to speak. Yeah, speak what God wants you to speak. Last week, we said that three things happen when we speak. One, Satan bows. Somebody say Satan bows. Number two, angels are dispatched to confirm and act on our words. May angels act on your words. Number three, we said God confirms what you say. So how can we speak our way out of stagnation? That's what we want to look at tonight. How do you speak your way out of stagnation? How can you speak your way out of stagnation? Number one, speak what is written instead of what is happening. Speak what is written. Somebody say, speak what is written. Speak what is written instead of what is happening. You remember Jesus in the book of Matthew chapter 4 verse 4. Jesus said it is written. Matthew 4 4. It is written. Matthew 4 7. It is written. Matthew 4 10. It is written. Jesus knew what was written and he spoke it when he needed to speak it. It was written. It is written. It is written. It is written. And if you look at verse 10. It is written, it is written. He spoke, it is written, it is written until Satan left him. I see Satan leaving your camp. It is written. He was hungry. Satan said, turn this stone into bread. He said, it is written. Praise God. Bow down and I'll give you all the kingdom. You won't have to go to the cross. Jesus said, it is written. You see, your knowledge of what is written is vital in times of challenges. A lot of us don't know what is written. So we speak anyhow. The reason why a lot of people speak negatively and speak things that are inimical to their future is because they don't know what is written. Praise God. In the book of Joshua chapter 1 verse 8, he said, this book of the law shall not depart from where? Your mouth. This book of the law. This book of the law. In other words, you must know what is written. Know it. Know it. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth. But thou shalt meditate therein day and night. Somebody say day and night. Day and night. Say day and, day and night. Meditate upon it. Know it. 
Knowing the word of God is vital. If you ever be able to live a victorious Christian life, your knowledge of the word of God is vital. Somebody say, my knowledge of the word of God. That's why I have little regard for people who don't value the word of God. When the word of God is coming, that is the time all your senses must be awake. Because a man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeded out of the mouth of God. That is what keeps you awake alive. It's not bread and butter. What you need to stay awake, what you need to stay alive in the midst of a world full of trouble is the word of God. This book of the Lord shall not depart, but thou shalt meditate during day and night. So Jesus said, he spoke what was written. What are we to speak? What is written? Somebody say, speak what is written. And know what is happening. In the book of 2 Corinthians 4, verse 18, he said, While we look not at the things which are seen, for the things which are seen are temporal, but the things which are not seen are eternal. The word of God is invisible, but is able to create visible things. Praise God. It's an invisible spiritual seed that creates invisible things. The Bible says, through faith, the words were framed by the word of God. God spoke things into existence. I see you speaking your future into existence. I see you speaking your destiny into existence. Give me a believing amen. amen. And that means that the word of God must first be in you. Because you can't say what is not in you. Praise God. Speak what is written. Begins with know what is written. Turn to his name and say know what is written. Know it. That's why I took time to prepare what I call must know scriptures. Scriptures that you are supposed to know. At the time the temptation came, if Jesus never knew those scriptures, man shall not live by bread alone, Satan would have flawed him. Simply, he would have taken advantage of him. But he knew what was written. Sometimes you have a dream and you wake up trouble. You wake up thinking all manner of thoughts because you don't know what is written. You don't know anything. You don't know anything written concerning your, your future. You don't know anything written concerning your protection in Christ. You don't know what is written concerning your relationship with God. So, any little challenge, then you are trouble. I have never had a dream in my life that I have wasted time praying about. Praise God. Praise God. No, I don't waste my time on foolish things. Praise God. Dream that somebody is chasing me. Who can chase me? Goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. Any other thing that is trying to chase me is out of order. Praise God. How should I wake up and then I declare seven days fasting because I saw a horse chasing me. That house must be carrying goodness and mercy. Am I communicating? That's what the Bible says. Goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days. When I look into scripture, there are two things that must follow me. Goodness and mercy. So every other thing, whether it came to me in a dream or a prophet saw it, is not rubbish. Am I communicating here? How about you are, you, are, you, are, you are just shipping your life to dreams and visions. That's why you are getting destroyed. The Bible did not say you live your life by visions and dreams. You will live your The Bible said by Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. If you don't know the word, you'll be in trouble. Yeah. Know what is written. Tell your neighbors, you know what is written. Know it. Know it. Know it. When was the last time you picked your Bible to study it? The whole week, you go without it. But you have time to listen to other chaff on radio. You have no time in the word of God. You don't know. If we give you, give us 10 scriptures, some uh, assassin entered here and said, give me 10 scriptures. Make sure you don't quote a miss. Quote it, dito, dito, and I will spare your life. Some of us may struggle. Yet, you have, must know 
that is supposed to help you assimilate the word of God into you. In the book of Proverbs, look at what Bible says. Proverbs chapter 4, verse 2 to 21. Proverbs 4, 2 to 21. My son, attend to my words. Incline thy ear unto my saying. Somebody say, attend. It's like the way you attend class. You attend class. You make notes. You attend class. Attend to my words. Pay attention to my words. Incline your ears to my... Some of you, we come to church, and when scriptures are even quoted, you don't even note it. You don't pay attention. That's, that's not giving attention to the word of God. Attend to my words. Incline. Those scriptures are scriptures you have never seen because you have never taken time to read it. Your pastor has labored, prayed, sought the face of God, discovered that scripture, brought it. Just write it and go refer it. You are so lazy that you can't write it. That's why a lot, you are just like wind, being blown away by anything. Light, feather weight. Praise God. Listen, your weight, until you are spiritually strong and buoyant, you are feather weight. Uh, this, uh, this, uh, you call it feathers. Chicken feathers. Is it chicken? Yeah, chicken feathers. It's even heavier than you. Praise God. I'm telling you. When you are spiritually light, anything at all can happen to you. Praise God. We live in the spiritual world. So your spiritual power and weight must matter to you above everything else. Some of you, we are more concerned about intellectual power. Go ahead. Learn as much as you can. Get all the degrees you can get. But make sure that underneath the degree, spiritual weight. Yeah, because you can get into an office that you lack the spiritual power to stay there. Elsewhere, you can get into a very big office, steady hard, doctor of pharmacy, everything. But you enter the office and you see that in the office, when you get there, you are not able to stay there. You, you know everything, but when you enter the office, you are not able to concentrate. It's like your head is bashing. We live in a world full of spiritual power. If you are spiritually light, it, it is risky. And the thing that gives you weight, the Bible said, I commend you to God and to the word of his grace, which is able to build you up. Build you up, build you up, build you up, build you up. The word of God builds you. It builds you. Take your seat. Attend to my words. Incline your ear to my sayings. Verse 21. He says, verse 21, please. Keep them in the midst of their heart. He says, let them not depart from their eyes. Keep them in the midst of their heart, for they are life to those who find them and help to all their flesh. Keep them in them. Let them not depart from your eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart. Somebody say, keep them in the midst of your heart. Say, keep them in the midst of your heart. Keep it. When the word comes, it must be kept. Keep the word. Keep it. You know, when you read the book of Matthew, the one who brought forth fruit, the Bible said, these are the ones who received the word and kept it and brought forth fruit with patience. Receive, keep, receive, keep, receive. That's why we make notes when we come to church. Praise God. Because we must keep what we receive. The Bible says the kingdom of God is like a man who found great treasure and sold everything he had and bought it. You must keep it. You must keep it. Keep it. Keep it. Keep it where? In your heart. Somebody say, keep it in your heart. And when you keep it in your heart, you will speak it. Somebody say, you will speak it. The reason why when you speak, the word of God is not in your speech. Some of us, when we speak, it is full of statistics. When we speak, it is full of politics. When we speak, it is full of economics. The word of God is not on it. 
But the last time I checked, the Bible did not say, let the economics of your nation never depart from your mouth. It said, let the word of God never depart from your mouth, but meditate upon it day and night. Turn to your neighbor and say, speak what is written. Instead of what is happening. Speak what is written. Instead of what is happening. Number two, speak it believingly. Speak what is written believingly. Speak it believingly. 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 In other words, speak it believing it. Don't just speak and matter some things. Speak it with faith in your heart. Mark chapter 11, verse 23 to 24. For verily, verily, I say unto you, whosoever shall say to this mountain, be thou removed, be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he says shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he saith. So speak it, believing. Speak it what? Believing. Speak it. Speak it. Every time I speak and I declare that I will not die through an accident, I believe it. Praise God. And the more I speak it, the more, the greater my faith gets in it. I believe it. I believe it. I believe it. Some of us are too diplomatic to speak what God says you should speak. Speak. Speak it. Believingly. For with the heart, man believeth unto righteousness. With the mouth, confession is made unto salvation. Believe it. Speak it believingly. Somebody say, speak it believingly. Number three, speak it boldly. Number three, speak it boldly. Proverbs chapter 14, verse 3. Long term, therefore, abode they speaking boldly. Acts 14, 3. Acts 14, 3, please. Acts 14, 3. Long term, abode they speaking boldly in the Lord. Did you see that? Speaking what? boldly in the law, speaking boldly in the law, speaking boldly in the law. Speak. In God, we speak boldly. We speak what? Boldly. In your family, because everybody is poor, you can speak uh, timidly. But in God, we speak boldly. We speak boldly. I cannot be sick. I cannot be poor. I cannot die before my time. Am I communicating? We speak boldly. I am blessed and highly favored. I will fulfill the number of my days. I'm the head and not the tail. I'm above only and not beneath. I'm blessed and highly favored. I operate under blessings and not curses. I'm not communicating somebody. Speak boldly. They spoke boldly. Boldly. Long term they Speaking boldly in the Lord. Now look at what follows. They spoke boldly in the Lord. At 14.3. They spoke boldly in the law. They spoke boldly in the law. Can you give me the scripture, please? They spoke boldly in the Lord, which gave testimony unto the word of his grace and granted signs and wonders to be done by the hands. Do you see how it goes? They spoke boldly and they saw signs and wonders. Boldly. They spoke boldly. Until you speak boldly and things will not happen. Things will not what? Yeah. Some of us are speaking things that are still not because we are not speaking boldly enough. Speak boldly. They spoke boldly. And the Bible said, God granted what they spoke. When you speak, God must come through to confirm it. Jesus spoke boldly. See, John chapter 4, 7, verse 24 to 27. He was a bold speaker. John 7, 25 to 20. 25 to 27. Then said some of them of Jerusalem, is not, 
is not this he whom they seek to kill. But lo, he speaketh boldly and they say nothing to him. He speaketh what? He speaketh what? Boldly. Jesus spoke boldly. And you see, when you speak boldly, most of the time people have issues with you. Speak boldly. Boldly. He said, I'm the light of the world. They say, huh? <laughs> I'm the bread of life. They say, he said, before Abraham was, I was. They say, ah, that's blasphemy. I was going. Praise God. He said, nobody taketh my life. I have the power to lay it down. I have the power to take it again. Praise God. Nobody. The man spoke with audacity and boldness. Praise God. And nobody could take his life. He said, Father, I come into your hands. I commit my spirit. Nobody took his life. He gave it up. Praise God. Be there and be speaking timidly. Timid things will be happening in your life. It shall not be so in your life. He said, it shall not be so in your life. Do you know why Joshua and Caleb entered the promised land and the rest were denied? Bold speaking. Somebody say bold speaking. Bold speaking. Bold speaking. They went to spar out the land. When they came back, when they went to the land, they saw giants. Somebody say giants. 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 When they look at their height and they look at the height of the giants, they were like grasshoppers compared to the giants. And then the rest of the people say, hey, we are already consumed. But Joshua and Caleb spoke differently. Let's look at it. Numbers chapter 13. Numbers 13 verse 26. Kabokosa, Lagadose. They went and came to Moses and to Aaron and to all the congregation of the children of Israel unto the wilderness of Paran to Kedesh and brought back word unto them and unto all the congregation and showed them the fruit of the land. Now look at verse 27. And they told him, and said, we came into the land whither thou sentest us. Surely it floweth with milk and honey. And this is the fruit of it. Verse 28. Uh-huh. Negative speaking. Nevertheless, the people what? Say it aloud. The people be what? That dwell in the land. And the cities are what? And very and moreover, we saw the children of Anak there. Verse 29. The Amalekites dwell in the land of the south. And the Hittites and the Jebusites and the Amorites dwell in the mountains. And the Canaanites dwell by the sea and by the coast of Jordan. Verse 30. And Caleb still did what? Caleb did what? Do you understand what it means to steal people? While the people were talking, he said, shut up. That's what Caleb did. He said, shut up. Keep quiet. Steal the people before Moses and said, let us go up at once and possess it for we are well able to overcome it. Somebody said, let's go up at once. Bold speaking. Bold. The giants were there. Bold. 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 Let us go up at once. We are well able to overcome it. Let us go up at once. I mean, when you read some modern translation, it's amazing. Uh, not, uh, the same Numbers 13.30. Good news says, Caleb silenced the people. Caleb, good news version. Caleb silenced the people who were complaining against him and said, we should attack now and take the land. We are strong enough to conquer it. Did you see it? You need to learn to talk like this. We are strong enough to conquer it. 
Strong enough to conquer. Now, see the message version. Caleb interrupted, called for silence before Moses and said, let's go up and take the land now. We can do it. May you have more can-do people. Amen. We can do it. There are people who are very, very myopic in their thinking. They are very timid in their language. We can do it. I like can-do people. Can do what? Not people who can give you reasons. Why? Wait until we begin to talk about uh, the next thing. After this faith thing. I'll be talking about the next thing. Praise God. Why people are not able to overcome stagnation. I say, let's go now. We are well able. We can do it. We can, if some other human beings have done it, we can do it. I see you do exploits. I said, I see you do exploits. Now, that is not strong enough. Until, I like Numbers 14, verse 9. See another bold speaking. He said that people are bread for us. Bread for us. Only rebel not against the Lord. Neither fear you the people of the land. For they are bread for us. Their defense is departed and the Lord is with us. Fear them not. Giants. He called giants bread. Giants. He said they are bread for us. When the people were describing them, he said the sons of Anak are here. These people are here. That people are here. He said they are bread for us. I see you take dominion over them. I see you possess. Listen. There is no one who walked in victory who did not learn how to speak boldly. When David was going to confront Goliath, you remember, first Samuel chapter 17, verse 26. So who is this uncircumcised Philistine? Who should defy the armies of the Israel? Who is this uncircumcised that he should defy the armies of God? Verse 27, he says, look at both speaking, both speaking. And the people answered him in the manner saying, so it shall be done for the man who kills him. Verse 28. Now, let, let's jump and go to 45, 45, 45, verse 45 and 46. David is going to, David said to the Philistine, you come to me with a sword, with a spear, and with a javelin. David didn't have anything. He had a stone and a slink. But look at how loud his mouth was. But I come to you in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of the armies of Israel, whom you have defied. Today, look at verse 26. This day, well, the Lord deliver you into my hand and I will strike you and I will take your head from you and this day I will give the carcasses of the camp of the Philistines to the best of the hair and the wild beasts of the earth and that all the earth will know that there is a God in Israel. Is it not both speaking? Yes. You don't have a knife. You say I will give the carcasses. He, has, he, has, he, he actually left Goliath. He was dealing with the Philistines. He said I will give the carcasses of the, the bodies of the Philistines. Both speaking. Both speaking. If you don't learn to speak like God wants you to speak, you'll be stagnated in life. Praise God. You'll be stagnated. Both speaking. Shadrach, Meshach. He said, we are not careful to answer you in this matter. Our God is able to deliver us. But no, even if he doesn't deliver us, we will not bow. Praise God. When they entered into the burning fairy furnace, God was already there. Why? Because anybody who speaks boldly, God will vindicate that person. I see God vindicating you. I said, I see God vindicating you. Speak boldly. Turn to your neighbor and say, speak boldly. How are you to speak your way out of stagnation? Speak openly. Speak what? Speak openly. Don't speak in your head. There are people who only speak in their head. You see, faith does not work when it's only in your head. I said it in my head. My head. You know, you have to speak it to be heard. Praise God. You are not speaking in your head again. 
I said you won't speak in your head again. Speak it openly. Now look. Mark chapter 11 verse 12 to 14. This was when Jesus and his disciples were moving. Mark 11 12 to 24. Mark 11 12 to 14. And now the next day when they were come out of Bethany, he was hungry. Follow it here. Verse 12. And seeing a fig tree, seeing from afar a fig tree having leaves, he went to see if perhaps he would find something on it. When he came to it, he found nothing but leaves, for it was not the season for figs. In response, Jesus said to it, Let no man eat food from you ever again. And his disciples had it. They did what? They did what? Jesus did not speak quietly. He spoke openly. He said, you victory from today. You are dead from your roots. The disciples heard it. Some of us, we are saying many good things, but it's only in our head. That's why it's never coming to pass. Because you don't believe it enough. If you believe it enough, you say it openly. Praise God. The disciples, some of us are too conscious of our image. What if it doesn't happen? Is it your word? Is it not the word of God? You are only declaring what God says you should declare. If it doesn't happen, nobody can accuse you. It is God they are all to blame. Am I communicating? Speak boldly. 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 Jesus spoke openly. They heard it. Later on. Now, you remember when they were coming back. Go to verse 21. Verse 21. Verse 21. Verse 21, please. Wow. <laughs> Peter calling in remembrance, Master, behold, the fig tree which thou cursed is withered away. Peter saw it. So when it happened, he also saw it. Praise God. The fig tree you cursed yesterday is withered. Now go to verse 22. Jesus said, Have faith in God. Have the God kind of faith. So Peter, when I said this, you think I was joking. I was speaking out faith. Praise God. Have faith in God. If you shall say to this mountain, verse 23, if you shall say to this mountain, be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt. That what I just said to the fig tree, if you also say the same thing, it shall be done. That's what he was telling him. Simple. I see you speaking your way. I said, I see you speaking your way. Matthew chapter 10 verse 27. The Bible said, what I tell you in darkness, speak in the light. What I tell you in what? Matthew eleven twenty-seven. What I tell you in darkness, speak in the light. What I tell you in darkness, speak in the light. Don't say it in, 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 close, in your closet. He said, what you hear in the ear, that preach upon the housetops. Do you, do you understand what it means? What I tell you in darkness, go and mark the whole marketplace. Declare it everywhere, I'm blessed. Praise God. Hallelujah. I am blessed. Blessed. Praise God. Hallelujah. I'm the head and not the tail. I am blessed. I'm above. I can only advance. I cannot retrogress. Am I communicating here? Just speak openly. People will not, sometimes people have heard me on radio and they, are, they have gotten annoyed. When they, when they hear me speak, some of them can, they picture, they begin to picture my size according to my waist. Listen, some of them, when they meet me physically, they get surprised. My waist and my body size don't match. Praise God. Because I'm not speaking my size, I'm speaking my future. 
Am I communicating here? And that's what the Bible says. It says, say ye unto the righteous, it shall be well with him. So it is well with me. Praise God. I'm not living a life of curses. He redeemed me from curse and placed me under blessings. He said, Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the Lord, having been made a curse for us. For it is written, curse is every man that hangeth on the tree, that the blessing of Abraham might come on me. So now I'm no longer under curses, I'm under blessings. I walk in health, I walk in wisdom, I walk in divinity. I'm more than a conqueror. Am I communicating somebody here at all? No, that's, that's how you should speak. You don't speak according to your circumstance. You speak according to what God says you are. Praise God. Hallelujah. Don't call yourself what God does not call you. That's what the Bible says. Let the weak say, I am strong. Let the sick say, I am healed. Because God does not look at you as sick. He looks at you as whole and healed. Look at the blind man and say, go and show yourself you are healed. That's how God looks at you. I see you walk in great faith. Amen. I see you walk in great faith. Amen. Do you know why they call for David? Because of what he said. When he spoke, people heard him. And then, they, said, they repeated the things he had said to Saul. When Saul heard it, immediately, let me show you. 1 Samuel 17 verse 28. 28. Okay, let's start from verse 26. Then David spoke to the men who stood by saying, What shall be done for the man who kills this Philistine and takes away the reproach from Israel? For who is this uncircumcised Philistine that he should defy the armies of a living God? Verse 27. And the people answered him in this manner, say, So shall it be done for the man who kills him. Verse 28. Now Eliab, his eldest brother, heard. Okay? Openly. He heard him. When he spoke to the man and Eliab's anger was aroused against David. You see, when you speak what you are supposed to speak, there are people who will be angry. And their anger should not, there are a lot of Christians who don't speak because they don't want to offend anybody. They don't want to offend anybody. It will be offensive. I remember many years ago, I understand that there was somebody who was in service and what, I mean, something catastrophic had happened to a family relation. And she came to church and I was preaching and I said, I cannot die through road accident. And she got offended and stopped coming to church. And as much as I sympathize with whatever she was going through at the time, I will not sacrifice my own destiny for your life. Praise God. I shouldn't keep quiet because somebody has gone through that way in your family. I should, no, 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 no. I've come too many times close to it. Praise God. If I had not been speaking, they would have carried me a long time away. Praise God. The Bible says, you will have what you say. He said, as you have spoken in my ears, that's what I will hear. When you speak, God is hearing, other people are also hearing. When human beings hear what you are saying, they get angry. But when you speak what God wants you to say, God is excited. Who do you want to make happy? Human beings or God? When the brother heard it, he got angry and he began to accuse him. He said, this guy is very arrogant. Eh? What is arrogance about it? The man is speaking what he's supposed to speak. Why did you come down here and with whom have you left those few sheep in the wilderness? I know your pride and the insolence of your heart for you have come down to see battle. Look at verse 29. Take your seat. And David said, what have I done? Is there not a cause? Verse 30. Please follow this because I'm going somewhere with this. Then he turned from him toward another and said to the same and these people answered him after the first ones did. Now when the word, please take note, what happened? When the words which David spoke were heard, they reported them to Saul and he sent for Saul. 
Saul had the capacity to change David's destiny. But how did he hear of David? Through his words. Through his words. Are they speaking curses and speaking victimization? Oh, I can't amount to anything. You are, you, you are like that. I'm just a, an ordinary sinner saved by grace. Listen, if you are a sinner saved by grace, are you still a sinner? No. Praise God. Somebody who has been bought with a price. You are still there calling yourself what God has not called you. Praise God. Hallelujah. When he heard it, that a lot of us, our ways have destroyed our opportunities. Opportunities have been destroyed. Opportunities have been destroyed because of the wrong ways we have been speaking. Because the people who can promote you, they heard you speak certain things and they realize, no, I call with you. Tonight I pray for healing for your tongue. May your tongue be healed completely. May you speak the things God will have you speak in the mighty name of Jesus. As your tongue is purged, may you speak future. May you speak into your future. May you speak into your destiny. In the name of Jesus. So don't speak your feelings. Speak what the word of God is saying. Pastor Fuakwa has just placed in your hands the key for all-round victory success and limitless prosperity to get a copy of this message and other messages as well as books by pastor fuakwa please call 0540-122-670 or 0204-225-790 or email us at faithhousechapel at yahoo.com get interactive with pastor fuakwa on facebook and twitter you can also visit our website at www.faithhouse chapel.com for any other information. Fellowship with us this and every Sunday for our two English services. 6.30 a.m. First service. 8.45 a.m. Second service. And on Wednesdays for our Word Encounter service at 6 o'clock p.m. at our church auditorium on the top floor of Nana Ama Ejakuma Plaza opposite the Unity Oil Station. Santasi Roundabout. Kumase, Ghana. God richly bless you. <laughs>